Elise DeLucci Show. I'm your host, Elise, and we're in my living room on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Welcome. How are you? How are you doing? Me? Ugh. We'll we'll get into that. Okay. Let me just tell, let, let me let me just tell you something. Okay. Let let me just kick this off with my kids broke my phone this weekend. Okay. Do you follow me on TikTok? Do we follow each other? Are we friends on social media? If we are, and I haven't posted, it's because my phone has been compromised by two small people. Let me tell you something, okay? My daughter's very cute, and they want to play with mommy's phone. I'm sure just like your kids. So I let them on occasion because I am out of options these days with homeschooling and me working and everything going on. I'm just like, take my phone, take my effing phone, do whatever the hell you want. Snapchat, mommy, Snapchat. Okay, so then we get Snapchat. Well, you know, they're putting one of these godforsaken awful filters you have to import, you know, like some rogue filters, probably the Wuhan special, okay? Next thing I know, whole phone's not working. The only thing the phone is doing right now is texting, barely, calling people, and and Google works like after like 40 seconds of load time. My mother's like, all right, well, you know, it's working. It's the phone. No, I don't need the phone to text and talk. I need the phone for my apps. I need the phone for social media. Do you know what it's like not having TikTok load, mom, or Instagram, or I don't know. How about my bank for crying out loud? I can't say anything to the kids. I feel bad. They don't. They don't understand. Not only though did they break my cell phone, they broke my my uh sorry, my computer. Yeah, oh that would then I'd really be in trouble. They broke my printer. My printer. One printer in my house. Maybe like you, maybe you don't even have a printer, but I have one printer. I, You know what I like to do? I print out my podcast agenda, okay? I take some bullet-pointed notes and Google Docs. I print. Can't do that today. No, no, no. You might even hear the printer, though, in the background, just printing shit. It's not even printing anything. It, it, it's printing hieroglyphics. It's printing wingdings, okay? And, and, and pixelated images of God knows what. I don't even know what's going on. It's like they ate it. I, 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 I can't take it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, rant over. Fact of the day. Do you know what the deadliest animal in the world, in the world, the deadliest animal in the world? I thought maybe like a jaguar, I don't know, a hippo. It's a mosquito, a mosquito. And then by the way, would it be an animal? Wouldn't it be an insect? But anyway, the mosquitoes, they kill more, they, they kill more people than any other creature because of the diseases that they carry. This is not some most interesting facts of the world that I just decided to present you. This is on the CDC government website. The CDC, the government health website, mosquitoes, the Centers for Disease Control website, the mosquitoes are the most deadliest animal in the world, deadliest thing out there. Then, you know, there I was thinking, you know, a a jaguar was going to attack me in the night or my crazy 90-year-old Russian burlesque dancing neighbor, you know, coming back, <laughs> trying to trying to get back in the swing of things, killing me in the night. No, it has nothing to do with people or giant mammals. It's the tiniest little thing ever. Bug spray, people, bug spray. Oh, look, I hear the printer. You see this? This printer has ADD. Honestly, I, you know, anyway, this is just where I'm at today. Hopefully, your week and weekend has gone better than this. Um, I just spun my lazy boy recliner around, you know, because obviously we're in the living room. And uh, I'm looking. And blank pages are coming out of the printer. Meanwhile, it's acting furious. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to unplug it. Hold on. I have to unplug this shit because it's going to drive me crazy. Okay? Ah, oh, done. Done. 
back. Hi. Okay. Hopefully your week is better. I'm hoping it was. Your week was better. You know what I did? I took my daughters to the drive-in again. I took them to the drive-in in Brooklyn. Um, oh, no, I went to the drive I didn't take them. Sorry. I, I went with my boyfriend a couple months ago to the drive-in in Brooklyn. And this time I took my daughters, and it was great. Skyline Drive-In in Greenpoint, Greenpoint, Brooklyn. So fabulous. They took this old yard. I probably told you last time, but they took this old yard right on the water, skyline of Manhattan right in front of you, and they just put up these gigantic movie screens. Gigantic, like the size of your living room, like gigantic. Anyway, um, we went to go see Zootopia. Yeah, you know, it's an old movie. I don't care. It's so cute. came out a few years ago. It's about these uh, zoo animals, like you care. Like, like honestly, like you care. Like, what are you, sitting there cooking dinner or something? Like, having a glass of wine? And you're like, is she really going to start talking to me about, like, what the Disney movie from 2016 is? I mean, listen, it was a cute movie. It was about, like, an animal that, like, goes into, like, the big city to, like, achieve her dreams. It was very cute. And then all, all the things that she encounters. But um, it was a cute movie. I was, I was happy to go. And, you know, it's so funny because my kids are like, oh, mommy, you know, you're going to buy us popcorn or whatever, first of all. I was like, no, I barely buy you popcorn at the real movie theater. Uh, get rid of the kid of me. Get rid of the kid of me. You, do, they, do I think the drive-in movie theater popcorn is going to be any cheaper than the popcorn that they serve at the AMC? No, no. I swear the popcorn and the soda and the candy at the movie theaters, right? When the movie theaters were open. Remember those things? Remember those things? Movie theaters. <laughs> that, that, that's more expensive than the movie tickets. So you know what? I brought a big bag. I had two microwave pre-popped popcorn in the bag. I, I, I had Skittles and M&M's. We, we had a great time. My car looks like shit, but that, you know, that, whatever. Of course it does. Of course it does. I got to tell you though, I'm really, I'm really on another, I'm really on another planet with this phone broken. I mean, the, my two little roommates, they just snatch my phone, demand to use it. And me not thinking, sure dolls, sure. And it's just, oh my God. You know, I was on the phone with Verizon on Sunday night, like a lunatic. Like, cause my phone. The the thing is, is that it's not the app. It's like the apps are just not opening. The apps are opening, and it's saying you don't have internet service. And it's like that's not it's not possible because my computer's working, and you know, my 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 um, other people, like the, my boyfriend that was here, with his phone and the Wi-Fi was working, and you know, the TV, whatever's working, cable. So Verizon, of course, is like, your Wi-Fi, your, it's your Wi-Fi. Take your phone to the Apple Store. I'm like, I'm not taking my phone to the Apple Store. I bought my phone from you. I didn't buy this phone at Apple. I did not buy this device at Apple. I am, and, and if you think, on God's green earth, I'm going to get out of my apartment, go down to the Apple Store, wait online for three hours in a goddamn pandemic, you're crazy. I was like, I bought this device from you. I pay for it every month through you. You are going to fix it. You know what? Let me tell you something. Talking like that to the Verizon person, and listen, I felt bad on the other end. I said to her, I know it's not your fault, all, but here's the thing. That's the only way shit gets done. Guess what? They're sending me a replacement phone tomorrow. Please. Can you imagine? I really think these customer service, they, 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 these companies, they have, a very, I feel like they construct a very interesting customer service scheme, don't you think? It's like the first line of defense. They're like, ah, do it yourself. You know, self-serve on the website or in our FAQ section, right? Then the second line of defense is like, oh, your phone's broken? Great. Download my Verizon app and, you know, solve it yourself. And it's like, no, I'm not going to download an app on my phone that doesn't even work, please. And then the third line of defense is go down to the Apple store. Have them deal with your problem. We don't want to deal with it. No. No. You know, with enough complaining, they send me a new phone. And so they should. So they should. The thing just shut off. And I've never heard of such a thing. 
an app attack, an app just shutting off your phone. I mean, that's what I think that it is. For all I know, I could have been in the shower and these kids could have chucked it at the brick wall for, you know, for all I'm paying attention. But regardless, I pay enough of my cell phone, you know, of course that they should, they, the, the Verizon should do something. And I think I do the insurance. But you know what I realized? I realized I'm not a human being without my phone. <laughs> I'm not. My phone is my life. It's my life. It's my pocket computer. Without our phones, we're just people. F- can you fathom that? Without our phones, who are we? I don't even know. Without my phone, I said to a friend, I said to one of my friends, I said, let me say this thing. Not my phone at work, because you know, can't, no communication over here. Not my phone. I'm just a person. My phone is, is, is my bridge to the rest of the universe. It also had me realizing, by the way, how much we rely on our phones, right? I mean, that's no surprise to anybody, but, you know, if your phone dies, your battery dies, or uh, something happens to your phone, you know, you're like tweaking out. And this is how I feel. I'm going on 48 hours, no social media. I actually told my little sister to check my TikTok, I said. Let me know if anybody wrote on my uh, comment that I need to answer, and then you could comment on my behalf. So I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that, at least. You, you could wait. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. This is my sister, by the way. She's like 16 years younger than me. Can you imagine if she, 16 years younger than me, was going out with, without her phone? Please. Please. On the no phone note also is I drive to work. Nightmare. I, I can't. Don't even get me started on that. I had to go into my office today. It's Monday. I record this podcast on Monday, but I post it on Tuesdays. Anyway, so I had to go into my office, right? And um, I couldn't have, I didn't have Google Maps. I have Google Maps. I don't have a brand new car. I don't have a smart car. I don't have a smart car. I just have a regular car with a regular old GPS that doesn't, that doesn't use Waze, that doesn't, you know, change based on traffic patterns. So I had to, because, you know, why would I know how to get to work? because <laughs> it's out of the city, and out of the city, I might as well be like, where's Waldo in a giant card-covered book from the 80s? I, 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 so I'm using the regular regular old GPS. It's taking me to Japan, you know? Oh, man. Man. On that note, on that note of disasters and emergencies, my ex-husband, he emailed me this thing. You have to check it out. It's so good. It's, uh, if you go to the website, ready.gov, ready.gov, he works for a tech company and they're super cool. And they uh, sent out to all their employees what would, you know, a sort of um, a, like a checklist and a whole packet that came from this website, ready.gov, of what, what are different types of emergencies, what do you do during the emergencies, how do you prepare. And this all comes in light, obviously, of the pandemic, but also the situation in Texas that, that everybody's dealing with. So... I just thought it was so nice, his company. You know, they, they really care about their people. And even and I know that they have office. I think that I'm almost positive they have an office in Texas. But regardless of office in Texas or not, we are going through something right now, this pandemic. Even if we weren't going through a pandemic, right, just to know that your employers care about you, right, that, you, that you're not disposable, right, and all that kind of stuff. I think I mentioned something like that last week. Like, just to know that they care and God forbid there was an emergency and you and your family had to deal with some sort of disaster, a flood, an avalanche, bioterrorism, cybersecurity attack, whatever. That's all what's all on this website, by the way. That these people care enough about you to send you a packet of stuff, prep documents, what to do before, what to do after, a checklist, how to talk to your kids about it. Listen, I thought it was so good. I printed out the documents before my printer was broken 
and I'm going to go over them with my kids and then I'm going to laminate them. But of course, I have to get the laminator out of the top shelf because God forbid, God forbid, I kept a laminator and reached in this joint. But I think you should check it out. Ready.gov. Ready.gov. So good. And by the way, the list of, I don't have it pulled up in front of me because I couldn't print my podcast notes, but mm, the list of um, what the uh, government lists out as emergencies are, are things I never even thought of. Like avalanche is one of them, by the way. I remember reading it and like an avalanche, an avalanche. Like, could things get any worse? <laughs> oh my God. You got Florida that's probably going to break off the coast one of these days. You got Texas. I don't even know what's going on. We're in a freaking global pandemic. Nobody's leaving their houses except for the poor schmucks like me that's have to go into their office. And a government website that's talking about bioterrorism and avalanche. I mean, honestly, I, I can't. This weekend, um, uh, you know, I think I mentioned it uh, last week maybe that I'm feel like I'm dealing with some agoraphobia stuff. Like I don't even want to leave my house. I'm just home so much like that. I almost don't want to leave, you know, but it's also making me up my craft game with the kids. You know, um, we, uh, we made magnets this weekend. It was so cute. I, if, if you have the kids, I think this was, this is a cute little thing. And I'm not, by the way, I like to think that I'm a Pinterest mom. I think we all want to think that we're like Pinterest mothers. Like, yeah, I did a, I did a footprint and paint project. Okay, Sally, nah, I know, I know. No, but I like to think I'm like that, but like, you know, probably really not. I do like a lot of crafts and artsy stuff, but I don't get in the weeds of the competitive Pinterest moms. But I did make magnets with the kids. It was such a cute thing. So listen to this. I, months, many moons ago, like probably a couple of years ago, in a 4 a.m. shopping spree on Amazon, as we all do, I know you do too, I bought um like a, it was a, Magnet, like square magnets. Why I was buying a sheet of square magnets at 4 a.m. is beyond. We don't need to answer that question. But little, they're like little tiny squares, like like a half an inch square. And they have a sticker on that, you know, the opposite side. And just a whole sheet of them. So I got them out of my closet. I have a game, like a kid's closet, a games, you know, crafts, all their shit in the closet. Basically is what it is. Um, and I took the magnet squares out. And I got a, um, I had an Amazon delivery for me and I cut up the box and I, um, get made little like shapes out of the box. Like, I don't know, triangles, squares, whatever the hell I could do the fastest. And I gave them a pack of markers and they drew all over the, the cardboard box. And then we, we taped the, the magnets on the back and they put them on the fridge and it was literally like the best thing ever. They were then finding photographs and cutting out photographs and gluing them on. I have a hot glue gun so we were gluing on little pom-poms. It was cute. And by the way, I have I'll have you know, by the way. If you ever want to do something cute for your girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend, whoever, just like something cute or for grandma, you know, you 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 have kids, you want to give your mother something or your mother-in-law, I think this is the cutest idea of it. Not even spending it, barely spending any money. Get the magnets, literally get the magnets, and 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 glue a picture of your kid on the back of a piece of cardboard and mail it to your mother. It's like the cute. It was the cutest thing. Honestly, it's so adorable. Um, yeah, my Amazon package, by the way. You know what that was? So exciting! Oh, so exciting! So you have no idea. This is how you know you're getting old because I got a new mop and a coffee pot. Oh, yeah. Mr. Coffee, a five-cup Mr. Coffee pot for, for $16 on Amazon. I wanted a white one, 
to match my kitchen, you know, just the pinnacle of 1985, you know, just, just, I love it. I, I, I know I used to have a nice coffee pot, like a Cuisinart, you know, in the stainless steel and it like pre-programmed. And then, you know, I went through a phase of like I'm over coffee, so I never touched it again. So, uh, and I think I gave it to my ex, but I got this coffee pot. It was amazing. And then the mop came, the Rubbermaid reveal mop, which was just my, it's a mind blowing thing. You know, don't ever get the Swiffer again. Just, Just why bother with the Swiffer? Never. You spend so much money on the Swiffer pads. Rubbermaid reveals where it's at. Um, and yeah, it was like, God, I'm definitely old. When this came to my door, the joy on my face, I was like, yes, a mini coffee pot that's not going to take up a lot of room on my counter. It's white. It's going to blend. It's going to look a little chic, even though it has a gray script, kind of 80s font that says Mr. Coffee on it, making me slightly nauseous. I'm happy with this. Oh, and a mop. This is amazing. My girls were like, mommy, really? You're doing this over a mop? (laughs) Yeah, girls. Yes, yes, mummy is doing this over a mop. Okay, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin, Bitcoin babies are at an, was at an all-time high on the weekend. And I want to say something um, about this. So I've talked about money in the past on this podcast. Sometimes I, I talk about it on TikTok, whatever. I, uh, I'm i a cryptocurrency trader. I know, I know. I know that doesn't make sense. It's just the charm of Elise. What could I say? But um, I've been doing it for a bunch of years. I know I'm not one of these crypto millionaires. I wish I was. Let me tell you something. If I was a crypto millionaire, I would have a working printer. I would have a, a, a radiator that wasn't clanking, okay? And I would have a phone already. Thank you. But um, I've been doing it for, for a long time now, and I do know a lot about it. And if you want to talk about cryptocurrency, what is it? What What is blockchain? Okay, what is Bitcoin? What is Ethereum? Let me know. Just send me a, a message and we'll talk about it. I'll do I'll do an episode on it because it's I can't answer like one question on it. And I, I thought about talking about it a little bit in a topic, but it's not it's just it's so involved. But, um, you know, it's a, it's rev, it's it's obviously revolutionary. I mean, there are a lot of people that say things like, oh, God, cryptocurrency money on the computer money. I can't touch. I don't understand what it is, but it really is like the craziest thing that's happening um, in our world to date, you know, besides the pandemic, but meaning that, you know, when the internet came about, huge. When email, you know, when people stopped doing snail mail and people were using email and everybody was skeptical, people were like, you think that I'm not going to put a letter in the mail with a stamp and the post office is going to guarantee that it gets there? You think what I should do is I should pull up some blank piece of screen on the world wide web and I should write a note to my boss and push send and just walk cross my fingers and hope that it gets there. That kind of mentality about the email is what people, the email, this is, this is like my white grandma's, I'm going down to the Nordstrom's. Anyway, that kind of mentality is the same thing, um, about, uh, that people are having about cryptocurrency. They're like, what the hell is this money on the computer? I don't even understand something. I don't understand it. What this tech projects underneath but we could talk about it, and I could explain it in um in a simple language. But I all, all I do want to say on that cryptocurrency note is if you do um, put on the news, you whatever, and you're hearing Bitcoin, you're hearing uh, blockchain, or if your husband works in finance or your white whatever, I just want to tell you what blockchain is, just so we're just so we know. Blockchain is the t- is a technology. It's basically a digital ledger of transactions. What that means. Is it, you know when you go to CVS and you buy all your shit and then you get a giant receipt out of the register, right? A giant receipt of all the all your transactions, all your purchases. 
That's what blockchain is, but it is a piece of technology and it is um, immutable. So you cannot ever alter it and change it. Um, it's basically, like I said, a digital ledger, a digital listing of all transactions that's duplicated across a big network of computers. Okay. That's what blockchain is. And on top of blockchain, there's all these different coins and currencies and different types of blockchains and blah, blah, blah. We could get into it if you're interested. I don't want to bore you. It is a little off brand for me. I feel that, you know, like I said, it's kind of about a little bit about the charm. There was this thing in New York a few years ago. They still go on, but I haven't gone, you know, given the situation. But there was a crypto meetups group. It was like, I think it was every Tuesday night. And it was always like a big bunch of nerds and uh, guys. And I would also go. And I was like the one girl. And it was just this random thing, a meetup. You know, it's like a, I think the website's like meetup.co or something. They have them in all cities around the around everywhere. You could go join a knitting meetup or you could join a, a computer programming meetup. And they're just these things that people just put together just to get like, like-minded like people together talking about something. And sometimes there's one person there and sometimes there's 100 people there. And I used to go to this one about on cryptocurrency because I've always been very interested in it. And, um, and it was very cool. So I've been doing it for a long time and we can discuss any who, any who. Um... I made chicken cutlets the other day. One of my friends says, Elise, what are you frying your chicken cutlets all the time? I said, no, I bake them. I don't fry them. I don't fry any, I don't fry anything. I, I, I can't fry anything. If I fried anything, I would, I would be a house. If I fried a, and if I fried things on the regular, I told her I would literally have to get all my clothes at the big and tall women's store or Lane Bryant. And not that there's anything wrong with those two stores, but that that's that would what, what I would be. I would would be wearing a five queen and underpants, and I would be I would not be a happy girl. Okay, so this is how I make my chicken cutlets. If you make chicken cutlets, or you can make chicken fingers like this for your kids, it's like literally just the easiest thing. I had and I, I told the same thing. I had three chicken breasts, three three chicken breasts. They were actually thick. I just pounded them thin. I put a piece of wax paper on top of the chicken breasts and I pounded them thin. You don't have to if you don't want, but that's what I did. I pounded them thin. I took out a baking tray and I drizzled olive oil on the baking tray. I wiped the the, the oil around on the baking tray, put the tray to the side. I preheat the oven to 425. Preheat the oven to 425. In a dish... In just a regular plate from your kitchen, I put in like a cup of breadcrumbs, a half a cup of Parmesan cheese, a little salt, a little pe pepper. I mix that up with my fingers. I take my pounded chicken cutlets. I bread them back and forth on the breadcrumbs. I lay them right on the, the, the oiled baking tray. I drizzle a little more olive oil on the top and I bake them in that 425 oven for 20 minutes and that's it. Done. Beautiful. They're so good. The bottom of the chicken cutlets, golden brown. They taste delicious. I serve them. I mean, I'll have that with a little salad or rice on the side or whatever. But my kids, they like to dip it in with ketchup or barbecue sauce or whatever. It, they're so good and they're so easy. And that's, I also make chicken uh, chicken fingers for the kids sometimes like that too. Instead of pounding them thin, I'll just take the boneless chicken breast, boneless skinless chicken breast, and I'll just cut it into chunks. And then I'll do the same thing you know, bread it like how I just bread it in the Parmesan and the, the, and the breadcrumbs with the salt and the pepper. You same thing, put it on the tray, bake it. Maybe if they're chunks of chicken and not a thin chicken breast, I will, um, cook it for longer, maybe 25, 30 minutes. But you know, and obviously I check it before I, I give it to them, but 
delish. So delish. And the Parmesan cheese makes all the difference, by the way. That's that I tell that this is what I do. Instead instead of instead of frying, I'm just gonna put cheese in everything. I'm gonna put cheese in everything. Um I have to tell you something. I I, I totally forgot about this. I should have mentioned it when I said I got the coffee pot. A few times, uh a few a few of the, the episodes I'll just have a coffee with me and I'll say, Oh, I'm drinking my dessert coffee from Starbucks. It's what I do because I do, I love it. I would get myself into this. I got myself into a disgusting habit habit of going out and getting a venti white chocolate mocha from Starbucks. Uh, the venti is the big one, and it comes with whipped creams. And you know, I'm always like, throw a little extra whip on there. <laughs> the other day, I tried to put on my pants, I couldn't even close them, and I was like, what the hell? What the hell? So I just decided, just decided to see what the calorie count was, because you know, God forbid they told you in Starbucks. I pull it up. Oh, you're going to die. It was like, tw- in this one coffee, 28 grams of fat, 70, wait, die, 70 grams of sugar, seven zero grams of sugar in one coffee, and about 72 grams of carbohydrates, one coffee. This doesn't even ca- count in, factor in the whipped cream. Basically, I was drinking like 3X, my carbs and sugars every day, every day, every day for an entire month or over a month, whatever it was. House. I, 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 gained, I literally I gained 10 pounds. I usually, I'm not, let me tell you something. Let me tell you real talk. I don't like to die. I said, I said this before. I don't like to diet. I don't like to go on the scale. I don't like any of that shit. I just, I, I like to be spelt. Okay. I like to fit in my clothes. I like to look good. What I think it looks good, but I'm never going to be super thin. I know I'm never going to be super thin. I also don't give a shit about being super thin. I don't care. I'll get liposuction. So I get that Kim K nice tight waist. I'll be using a waist trainer all around the house, but I am not, I am absolutely do not care about being, I just don't. I just enjoy, I enjoy food. I enjoy my life way too much, but 70 grams of sugar in one day in one coffee, which then means I can't have any other sugar throughout the day. And by the way, I think where like adults were only supposed to have like 35 grams of sugar a day or something like this, what is just completely unhealthy. So I, um, I, I unfortunately had to put that shit to rest. So then I got a coffee pot to make black coffee and I'm forcing myself to drink black coffee. It's disgusting. It's so disgusting, but it's also like a diuretic. So, you know, <laughs> TMI. What do I care though? Honestly, I got I, I got used to getting that little jolt in the morning, you know? I, I, I got used to that. <sighs> Starbucks. What the hell are you doing? It's like the McDonald's of coffee. I mean, really, don't get me wrong. I'm the regular coffees I know are fine. You know, like the like get a black coffee, get something normal. But then they make these dessert concoctions. I mean, for somebody like me that is classless when it comes to coffee. I, you know, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, wow, white chocolate mocha with the coffee and a whipped cream. It's like, you know, it's not really going to taste like coffee. I don't know that it's also going to kill me. God, my goodness. Mm. Right now I'm drinking a seltzer. Not that exciting. Um, there's a therapist shortage going on, people. Did you know that? There is. Depression and anxiety are on the rise. That shocks nobody. And there is a therapist shortage in New York City. It's actually across the country, but specifically in New York City. Um, and, you know, it had me thinking when I read this. 
Obviously, people are anxious for the and depressed for the apparent reasons, right? And we do have this therapy shortage. Fine, people want psychiatric help, and they can't. The reason why they uh, there's such a shortage is because the all the pre existing patients of the therapists uh, and the psychiatrists and psychologists, their patients want to have more sessions with them, and um, and then of course they can't accept any new patients, so on and so forth. And there are therapists. In the article in the New York Times I read, there um, there are therapists that have always had openings. Their entire practice, their whole entire career, always had openings, and now they 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 have wait lists, wait lists. And I thought to myself after I read this, like, shouldn't the government help with this? Like, I don't know, I don't know. Like, mental health, like this, the, we we there is like the PPP programs, and you know we had the um, stimulus checks, and there's stuff for businesses and blah blah, all that stuff. But mental health, nobody speaks about the pandemic, the mental health pandemic side effects. I mean, it is, it, they, we did talk about it in the beginning of the pandemic, but it's like a, th- it's a thing. It's a real thing. And now we're seeing these effects almost one year later or just one year. I was say one actually one year, exactly one year later. It's just, mental health services are just as important, in my opinion, as the emergency room. But there's always the stigma, right, that you can't see it. So if you can't see it, you know, because that's how people are. That's how we are as people. If we can't see it, we don't believe it. The only thing that we'll believe is, of course, if it's 3 p.m. and you dress as Batwoman standing on your fire escape screaming, I'm the Lord of the Flies, then, you know, <laughs> then people see it and they're like, she needs psychiatric treatment. Let's take it to the ward. But the thing is, is that what about the people that aren't dressing as Batwoman at 3 p.m. hanging <laughs> Hanging up their uh, their fire escape, proclaiming that they're the Lord. Like, what about other people? Like, I mean, I have a therapist, and um, I need a therapist just like how I need my cell phone. Okay, that's just how I need it. I'm not. I don't call them on speed dial and shit like that. But we talk once a week. I'm not ashamed to talk about it. I come from a family that we, you know, I feel like there's two types of families, right? There's like the one family that like doesn't want to talk about that they are um, into mental health, or they do it very private. Then there's another family that's like, yeah, call my shrink. You know, the kid's two years old. And they're like, she's having an eating problem. She's eating too much farina. Call the shrink. And then, you know, and then there's, there's well, I should say in the first group, it's really the, the family in the first group, they, they also are like embarrassed of like mental health things. Like they don't want to, you know, we're all freaking crazy in my opinion. Literally, we all are. We're all crazy. And I come from a family that, you know, my mother believes in therapy. People are in therapy. Everybody's loving therapy. So, you know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of it, but. I don't know. I don't see there. I don't see any shame in it. Now, my ex-husband's family, by the way, they thought therapy was a bunch of nonsense. I don't. They've told me that. See, if, now if he's listening to this, sorry if you're listening. I don't want to say his name because you know then I'll have a freaking heart attack. But if he's listening to this, he will say. He'll say. He'll say. That's Elise. That's not true. That's not true. My family does believe in mental health services. Let me tell you something. They don't. Okay, they don't. Because there I would be sitting down, like you know, eating like you know, cake after cake after cake after cake at the table, and then be like, you know, I'm just so anxious. I just need to have another piece of cake, and it's so delicious. And you know, really, because I'm totally freaking out because I'm in the middle of whales. Okay, with more sheep than people. And they would look at me like I have ten heads, and I would be like, yeah, you know, mental health, it's a thing. <laughs> I just wish, I just wish, you know, I, I, I do wish that I had a camera, like a video camera. I took more videos when I was there because it was just so ridiculous. But anyhow, anyhow, um, 
it's a thing. I think that this, everybody does need help. So many people are struggling. I do have something else to say about mothers and parents on this topic, but I just want to say, I really feel that the government should get involved. I don't know. There's the teledoc services. I mean, why can't we make them for free? Um, I started looking into this after I read this article and I got really upset. There are people that, uh, don't have, you know, there's some of their health insurance, their insurance doesn't cover certain, I guess, mental health treatments. And what do you do? What do you do? You know how much these doctors charge? They charge like $300 a session. And by the way, but just if you're listening to this and you do want to go see somebody and you don't and say your insurance doesn't cover it or you don't want to put it on your insurance for whatever reason, maybe you don't want to tell your spouse, I don't know, it's your business. All these doctors do work on a sliding scale, by the way. If you call somebody and my, I, I have spoke, I've had doctors work with me when they haven't taken insurance and we worked on a sliding scale. But if your doctor, if you find a doctor that you like and he doesn't take insurance, you can most certainly tell him you're on a budget and hey, doctor, I can only afford to pay, you know, $50 a session, whatever it is. And they 100% should work with you. And if they don't, there'll be another doctor that, 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 that will just to sell you. Hmm. I once had this psychologist and um, he was great. And he charged like $425 a session. Yeah, that's true. And my insurance didn't cover it. And I went to see him and, and he said to me, What's, uh, what could you spend? And I was like, I don't know, $75. And he was just like, looked at me blankly. And then he was like, okay, I can make that work. Let me tell you something. $75 for me was a ton of money. Okay, that's $300 a month. $75 a week at $300 a month was an, is a lot of dough. Okay, but I did do it. And he worked me on the price. And guess what? I got it for $300. And I could have been like paying, you know, whatever these people were paying, $1,600 Crazy. a month. Can you imagine? $425 a session? Anyway. Um, on the uh, note of... Um, this anxiety and depression, I, I have to tell you, um, on uh, February 7th in the New York Times on the Sunday, there was a huge section and it was about, um, it based the, the, the top, it said huge print. It said, uh, mothers are crying for help. Is anybody hearing them? You know, and it was all these different articles, um, you know, pushed together to this big section in the Times, and it was so good. It was literally all about the struggles that mothers are having during the pandemic. And I just wanted, I, I, I need to talk about this for a second. It does not only apply to the mothers. It applies to parents, fathers, single parents, even grandparents. If you're the one that's taking care of the kids, you know, you're working, you're taking care of kids for whatever reason, if their own parents aren't. The article, one of the parts of the article says, mothers are tired, are you listening? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's such a serious thing. <coughs> All of my friends that are mothers are saying the same thing. We are tired. We're burnt out. We don't, under, we all, we're all working mothers. We're working. We have two and three kids. Some of my friends have one kid. We're all working. We're all tired. We're all burnt out. It, but yet our employers, a lot of these employers aren't bending. I mean, great. Most of us can work from home. Some of us <clears throat> have to go into the office, you know, occasionally or every other week or even not. What if you work, what if you're a banker? What if you work at the grocery store? You're going to, you know, you're going to work all the time. But my point is, is that we're working, the, the, whether you're working from home or whether you're working in the office, it's like 
the, the employers aren't seeing, God, this person has all this stuff on their plate, teaching their kids from home, doing the laundry, doing all the cooking and working and, and making sure and giving, you know, I'm, I expect them to be on conference calls dressed and looking bright eyed and bushy tailed. I mean, it's ridiculous. And so many women in the articles, but there's lots of things the article talked about, but one of the things that so many women had to leave the workforce because of this, you know, if you're married, you had to, they had to say, okay, our kids need to be homeschooled. What do we do? And if the women, if the woman wasn't the breadwinner, and if the husband was the breadwinner, she's leaving home. And obviously, if it was the if it was the man that wasn't the breadwinner, then he's he's he you know he's uh he's leaving the job. But specifically for women in the workforce, we're back to 1980s levels. So just before the pandemic hit for the first time ever, 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 it said in the article we had more women employed in this country than we did men. Yay, right? And we were all reading about those gender, the, the 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 salary stuff, and women were you know making just as much or getting to the to their to the male counterparts or getting there um, because that's definitely a thing. Please don't even I uh, yes it is. It's a terrible thing that men are still making more money for as women than compared to women in the same exact job. But anyway, but now after the pandemic and the women the women that had to leave were back to the nineteen eighty levels of the women in the labor force, and it's terrible. It's terrible. One of the other things that they talked about um, is that, oh, this is just so upsetting, is that um, one in four kids in 2020 have experienced food insecurity. One in four kids have experienced, you know, food insecurity. They didn't have enough food at their house. Um, and that's because of the loss of the mother's income. So whether it's the they're, it's a single mother and she's just, you know, struggling to feed her kid, or maybe it's the, they're living just on the father's income and his thing is paying the bills, you know, like the house bills. I don't really know, but it's so, so fucked up. I, you know, I don't know what the answer is because, you know, businesses need to stay open. They still need their workers and their workers are the us women and we need to do the best job that we can and we need to keep our job. But how the hell do you juggle it all? And this is exactly why we have a mental health situation in this country because it's too much. It's too much. It's too tiring. It's too stressful. And it's so stressful that people gave up their jobs. Whole careers. Fuck it. In the, we're in the fuck it mentality. Fuck it. Oh, I'm going to give my kids leftover macaroni and cheese from last week for dinner. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to give up my job that I worked so hard for. Fuck it. It's terrible. Anyway, they did give some tips that I thought that um, it was good. If you have a lot of stress, if you're a mom or your dad and you're dealing with this um, overtaxing of schoolwork and regular work and keeping up the house and just not getting a break and not being able to leave. There's some steps that they gave, which were good. And it was to realize that the problem is systemic, you know, like, like I just said, so how do you even solve for this? How do you solve? I mean, the schools are closed. There's a pandemic. There's not, there's not, not everybody's getting vaccines, of course, right now that you still have to work. I mean, it's a systemic problem. We can't just solve this, but the other tips were, were great. So it's realized that the problem is systemic let go of that right choice mentality, you know, like the, oh, this is the right way to do it. No, who cares about the right way? It's about surviving right now. Cut out all the extra. Watch how you talk to yourself. Invest the little time that you do have as a mom or a dad. Invest that time into what feeds you. And also the last tip was uh, channel your rage proactively. 
there was a New Jersey group of women. I don't know the name, but you should look it up, um, especially if you live in New Jersey. There was a New Jersey group of women that um, – someone's ringing my doorbell. Who's ringing my doorbell? New Jersey group of women that organized a yelling session. If you are – oh, my God. Hold on one second. I can't believe it. That was my doorbell. That was my boyfriend who surprised me with pizza. Let me tell you something, okay? We're going to get back to the New Jersey mom yelling group in a second. This guy, okay, we have been dating for a long time. He does not do anything spontaneous. He does not surprise me. He doesn't do anything spontaneous. Everything's planned. Everything's lined out. Honestly, it's exhausting, and I tell him it's boring. I'm dying of boredom. So I thought, I said to him tonight, oh, what are you doing? And he said, oh, yeah, I've got to work. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. And he said, well, why don't you come over? And he says, no, i got to work. And I was like, all right, fine, talk to you later, click. Because you want to know what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, what am I, I'm not going to complain. Oh, why don't you want to come? No. But you know what he did? He, he surprised me. And I just thought that that was very cute of him, right? You know, many times I asked this guy to surprise me. I've told him, you know, a little spontaneity is good in a relationship. You should, like, ring my doorbell sometimes. You know, bring me a donut. Bring me a pint of Haggadahs. I wouldn't complain. So now he finally listened. Well, it took a year to get him the message. Now, you know, maybe he'll surprise me again next year. Anyway, back to the screaming. So there's this group of mothers that got together on Facebook in New Jersey, and they started screaming, for you know, just as a release. Well, there is an actual number that you could call if you want to do this. I mean, I'm dead serious. It's called the Primal Scream Line, 212-556-3800. It's on the New York Times website, 212-556-3800, the Primal Scream Line. If you're a parent, a mother, a father, you're sick and tired of everything, you just want to have a good old yell, a good old scream your head off, scream your lungs out, call the number. It's a real thing. Google it, the Primal Scream Line. It's hilarious, hilarious. That's that. Product of the week, another AliExpress finds. This, I think, is a good one. So, uh, you know, like the Carrie Bradshaw nameplate, you know, like get your name custom nameplate. Well, AliExpress has a gold plate one. So hopefully it doesn't turn your neck green. $4.99. Hello, $4.99. Custom name necklace. The store, so go to AliExpress.com. The store is My Fresty official store. My Fresty, M Y. F-R-E-S-T-Y, official store. And the necklace, that the one that I ordered, I ordered actually for my sisters. It's called Punk Chunky Chain Necklace Customized Name Chokers for Women. And I got it in yellow gold, like a yellow gold plate. $4.99, you can't go wrong. My Fresty official store. But they have other styles. This one's like, you know, like it, it does have like a punk rockish sort of feel. But they have other they have other styles, script, like little Carrie Bradshaw gold necklace. So cute. You can't go wrong for that. I mean, even even for your 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 kid, your daughter, a little gift, a little friend's gift you want to order. The only thing is it takes a little bit of time. I ordered this like two months ago and it just got here the other day. So, you know, you got to factor in the shipping time. Quote of the day by Les Brown. He's a motivational speaker and he's a former radio DJ. Les Brown, here is the quote. In every day, there are 1,440 minutes. That means we have 1,440 daily opportunities to make a positive impact. Doesn't that sound like too little of minutes in a day? There's about 1,400 minutes of a day and we have 1,400 daily opportunities to make a positive impact. Les Brown Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thanks for hanging in while I have my printer not working, the phone rant, 
I got the, 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 the loud radiator. And then, of course, surprise guest from the boyfriend. God forbid he said hi, you know, really? So that's all for today's Elise DeLucci Show. Episode 45 is a wrap. You can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. I'll be back shortly. Um, my podcast website launched theelisedelucciShow.com. It's nothing special. It's just, you know, putting us on the map somewhere, you know. Um, Stay tuned for episode 46, and I will talk to you later.